It's Wednesday, March 16th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about China and COVID, Uber and Lyft, abortion laws around the country, and defense spending. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. China is seeing the biggest surge in COVID cases since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020. Since that time, though, China's cases have reportedly remained very low, as the country has taken a very strict no-COVID policy approach, striving for no signs of the virus. The country of 1.4 billion people have been enforcing regional lockdowns and quarantines to not just contain COVID, but keep it out of the country completely. You might remember the detailed protocols put in place for participants of the Winter Olympics, who were essentially placed in a giant quarantine throughout the entirety of the Games. Yesterday, the case number reached a little over 3,000, which sounds small compared to other countries, but this number was actually double of what was reported just a day earlier of just over 1,300. The outbreak is mostly in the northeastern city of Jilin, but some of the new cases were in other regions around the country. Outside of the virus, economists expect this outbreak to contribute to the already disrupted global supply chain issues. China is home to one-third of the world's manufacturing, so when entire regions, businesses, or industries shut down from lockdowns, then that could reverberate across the world in lower supply, longer delivery times, and high costs. After seeing the impacts over the last couple years, China is implementing new processes to try to prevent some disruption. For example, some factories are requiring workers to live on-site 24-7 so as to not risk contracting the virus in the outside world. Rideshare companies Uber and Lyft have both announced the addition of fees for riders to help drivers make up for the rise in gas prices. Lyft has yet to announce how much their fees will be, but Uber said that riders can expect to be charged 45 cents to 55 cents per trip or 35 cents to 45 cents per Uber Eats delivery. They say that these surcharges are temporary, hoping to only last a few months, and the money will go directly to the drivers who are responsible for paying for their own gas. We talked about the surge in gas prices due to the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. With many countries pausing oil imports from Russia, the oil and natural gas supply has decreased in an economy that was already experiencing supply chain issues like mentioned earlier. On Monday, the national average for a gallon of gas was $4.32, when this time last year, the average was $2.85. We're seeing legislative moves in several states over a woman's ability to receive abortions. In Colorado, a bill just passed the state's house on Monday that declares abortion as a right for Colorado women. That is now headed to the state's Democratic-led Senate, where it's expected to pass. And then on the opposite side of the issue, you have several states pushing bills that would instead limit a woman's ability to receive abortions. Florida, West Virginia, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arizona have all been pushing for bans on the procedure after a heartbeat has been detected, which is usually around the six-week mark. And then on Monday, Idaho legislature passed a bill that would allow family members of a fetus, so the father, grandparents, siblings, or aunts and uncles, to sue abortion providers for a minimum of $20,000. Some wonder if Roe v. Wade could be overturned. 
This is the 1973 case that resulted in the Supreme Court decision that legalized abortions nationwide. If so, then abortion laws would be left to the state level for all states to decide for themselves. With tensions around the world rising from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, some European countries are reassessing their defense budgets. The U.S. has always been known for spending a lot on its defense, while others have opted to channel those funds elsewhere, considering no major looming threats. Well, the events of the last three weeks have changed this tune, and now Germany, Sweden, and Denmark have announced plans to immediately increase spending. Germany has been known for spending the last several decades trying to atone for the devastation caused back in World War II by diverting funds away from its military. In fact, it's reported that 20% of Germany's weaponry isn't combat-ready, and that only 40% of its helicopters could be deployed. And also, apparently they weren't meeting the threshold required by NATO members, which is supposed to be at least 2% of each country's GDP. Germany was only spending 1.5%. Well, that's changed, with the country striking a $112 billion deal and pledging to increase its spending to over the 2% threshold. The U.S. spends 3.7% of its GDP on military spending, and that's not necessarily the highest percentage, but the U.S. does spend the highest dollar amount by far worldwide, at $778 billion in 2020, when the next highest spender was China at $252 billion. Former President Trump often called on other NATO members to increase their budgets, as the U.S. is the largest provider for military aid around the world, which has spanned over to 150 countries. It's Wednesday, March 16th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review, as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com. Dot com.